0: As well, Tinkin. Thanks for listening to the Bitter com- com- Comics Podcast. And here's your host, JT Foreman.
1: Good job, dude. Can I have a high five? Yes. Good job. That's really nice.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 111 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. I am JT Foreman, and I am here with two very good friends of mine Matt Famous Amos. I don't know what you're referencing. Of course you don't. And Kevin, he's not stinking tinking.
1: Famous anus is what he was trying to say.
2: Uh, Close enough. Uh, How's it going, guys? It's going good. Thanks for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, We we begin once again with our opening segment. JT was a real prick last week, in which I apologize for the cruel, offensive, and probably racist things I said last episode. (laughs) Now, this is episode 111, so for my insensitivity in episode 110, I would like to apologize to black people, cereal-soaked milk, lactose, Mark Wahlberg, and the movie Life. Was Gabe on the last episode? Yes, he was.
1: Come on. Yeah. I know lactose intolerant, and he has la- the Mark Wahlberg Yeah, bit, he has so. the Mac-
2: Mark Wahlberg baits. So, yeah, he's, he's the reason those came up. I, I don't remember what the uh, the Life thing was. But we referred to three different types of of life, you know, life in prison and and living life and the board game life. But we didn't talk about the movie life, and I felt bad about it. Talk about life cereal? Uh, Yeah, we did talk about life cereal. So, why did Uh, It was part of the cereal soaked milk, and that's how we got on the life subject. Yeah. Why did Gabe refuse to be on the podcast today? Uh, he didn't refuse, but well, we'll get to that in a second. I to be on a
1: podcast today! He,
2: he was upset about the lactose, I think. But, uh, if you'd like to know why I'm apologizing to each of these things, uh, check out episode 110 and all our previous episodes at bittercomics.podbean.com. Uh, but don't if,
1: get locked when you get into a loop, though. Just what happens is you go, you're like, well, what is he apologizing and then you go back to the last one, yeah. and you apologize. You go all the way back to number one. So I don't know, man. Well, you can, you no, actually, get yourself caught in a
2: loop and listen to all 111 now episodes of the podcast. <sighs> but they're you just going to listen should. to the
0: first two minutes and keep going back.
2: Yeah, pretty much. But you see, well, you'll finish the first one, and then get back to the first one, listen to the whole thing, oh. and then go back to the second one and mm-hmm. listen from the end of the <laughs> apology forward. I like that. One. So, hey, yes, I think that's a Good that's way to way. spend your spring break. Yes. Ladies... This this is uh, you know what this is a good idea, ladies. This is a good idea for uh, um, a a new time travel theme movie. There you go.
1: Uh, If you, uh, (laughs) it's a stretch. I'll take it. Yes, (laughs) yes, and (laughs) yes, and that's right. (laughs) Projector
2: room, time machine. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, uh, go to bittercomics.podbean.com and scroll down a little bit. On the right-hand side of the page, there are buttons to click on using iTunes uh, to subscribe using iTunes, Google, or My Yahoo. Or just go to the iTunes store and uh, look up Bitter Comics, and we're there. And if you feel I owe any additional apologies, send us an email to bittercomics.podbean.com. Uh, send us an email to bittercomics at hotmail.com. And then the subject line, please put... Get yourself a stand for your recorder.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, it's about time. Yeah, before it,
2: it, we started recording, Kevin was giving me a hard time about the fact that I just kind of set the recorder on the table. I don't have you know because like when he goes and does stuff like these these uh, these video sketches that he records mm-hmm. all the time. Speaking of which remind me to get the website from you or if you have a YouTube channel so I can put a link in the show notes. For the I'm videos. gonna do it. And uh, but uh, you'll check the link. I'll uh, check the show notes at bittercomics.podbean.com for this episode, and I'll have uh, links there to, to some of the sketches that he and his friends have done. you just Google my name, Kevin Tinkin. No, I'd rather they go to my show notes <sighs> okay. and look at it through there. Is
1: that the name of the sketch group? Just your name? Yeah, it's Kevin literally Tinkin. called Just Your Name. <laughs> just Your Name. Well, you know. We actually just settled on a name. Uh, I think it's called Late Arrival. Late
2: Arrival. Mm-hmm. And it took you a long time to come up with a name, too, so mm. the name was Late, late, uh, late to Arrive.
1: It's so many levels. Wow. It's so deep.
2: It's so deep. It's very deep. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, thanks for uh, doing the podcast again. How's, how's it going? Okay, I went back to school since the last... Actually, I might have been in school
0: already with the last episode. Really? But I'm back in school, and I've realized that school... I love school. I've always loved school because it's, it's nothing like life. It's so fair. You just go on time, you do what the teacher says, and you get an A, and that's it. It's not like trying yeah. to get laid or get a promotion or be good at comedy. All those things, they don't have rule books, and they're not fair, and they're, like, really hard to be good at. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah
1: I out. would just do exactly what I told, and I get an A, and it's easy for me. You walk yeah. up to your mm-hmm. dates, front door, you're like, so can I come in? Just like, nah. Like, uh, can I do some makeup work right now? I'm going to go <laughs> grab some flowers credit. just real quick. Yeah, yeah, anything I can do for it? too late. It's
2: like, nah, nah it doesn't doesn't work. I have to apologize for the road noise. Oh, uh, we're we're well, on right. Bullard Avenue, right? Yes, yeah, so we're yeah. uh, we're in Kevin Tinkin's garage right now. Thank you again
1: for hosting. How Is much that, more uh, would it have been for a house like on Nantucket? Not much. I don't think, I just, there wasn't, we saw it and it was a, dude, it was at the, at the, the height of the price boom, mm. so when we bought it, so we wanted to make sure we lost the most amount of money. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the support. <laughs> you know. uh, well, you <laughs> know, if, if you really wanted
2: to lose the most possible amount of money, what you should have done is right after you bought it, mm. gotten a second
1: mortgage and then blown all that money on, on yes. bullshit. Yeah, well, you have and to have then, equity to get a second oh, mortgage and know. I've never had that. Uh, no, I don't yeah. believe in equity. Is my uh, um, upside down or nothing? That's what yeah. I, that's my theme <laughs> that, for health, for home buying.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh <laughs> Get God. one of those one hundred twenty five percent mortgages where you yeah. borrow twenty five percent more you. than the house is worth and because seven. you're also going to do some work on the house. Yep. And seven. and of course that money ends up going to dinners and, and or a boat, a boat or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it sounds terrifying. Have you ever bought a home, Joel? No, no. The it's most scary. expensive thing I've ever bought. Was my first car. It was eight thousand uh, dollars. The second most expensive thing I ever bought was the engagement ring for my girlfriend that I broke up with. <laughs> that was five. Did so you get uh, the, Did you pawn it? Uh, no, actually, she still has it.
1: <laughs> um, would you give it back? Yes. It's called being a decent human being. No yeah, offense well, to JT's <laughs> <ex>. <laughs> Come on. You give that shit back. I oh, don't know.
2: She's uh, she's not going to give it back, and I'm not even going to ask. You know, honestly, I don't care. I would. Yeah, I mean if she did give it back to me, what am I what am I gonna do with it? Pawn it, yeah. go pawn buy the things, for, things yeah. that you pawn pawn want? pawn for five hundred bucks? I mean there's no way I'm gonna get the five thousand I paid for it. I mean We can go oh. we'll go to River Park and we'll find a lovely couple who yeah. looks like, you know, they may be interested. Yeah. You want some diamonds? Yeah, man. Yeah, Valentine's Day. On proposing I'll, to this I'll just lady? wait until Valentine's Day, I'll just walk <coughs> into a restaurant and look oh. for a couple that seem very happy together. And I'll say I'll, I'll uh, put him on the spot
1: Diamonds, diamonds are usually They hold their yeah. value pretty Hang home.
2: outside of Zales And just
0: like this ticket scalper There you uh, go See someone walking
2: <laughs> <laughs> up you got here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a job at a jewelry store As a salesperson mm-hmm. And when people
0: come in I'll be like You know I got something else You know yeah. what's funny this I was right. just thinking That seems like a really awesome job selling jewelry there's so little merchandise like the stocking is easy the inventory is easy stocking is not as hard as
2: oh wait stocking oh I'm sorry god damn it
0: <laughs> so
2: that, let's move on. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, you, you're you're right about that. I mean, you, you, they have those little kiosks in the middle of the mall that have all, a ton of jewelry. A thing that's covered in gold chains and everything, and somehow it condenses down to a shoe box when they close the mall at night. Mm-hmm. It just it, there's nothing there. Yeah. So yeah, everything is everything you're sm- selling is small and overpriced. You know what um, I miss?
0: I, when I was a kid, the mall had like a comic book store and a discovery store with rocks and like a store with anime posters and a video store. And now I feel like it's just food and clothes. And that's the yeah, only thing at the much. mall.
1: Reagan years were good.
2: They were yeah. lovely. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know, I, I used to do a bit about the Reagan years and how we uh, we need them back because uh, since the economy was so bad back then, people with master's <laughs> degrees were flipping burgers. And the I every time I asked for no onions on my hamburger, they made it right. I don't think the economy was bad <laughs> during the Reagan years. I'm sure, it was pretty good. No, I'm afraid not. I was I was uh, I was teen teen years during that time, and I, I, I kind of sort of remember it.
1: I was. It wasn't great. About it. Maybe it's just. It great. wasn't
2: horrible, but it wasn't. It was not the great amazing thing that the Republican Party of today would have you believe. But But hang on to the Republicans. uh, uh, Nostalgia is, uh, even nostalgia was better in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone thinks it was better than it really was. What are you nostalgic for, Joel? I'm nostalgic for, um, let's see, I am nostalgic for the two years I was stationed at the Naval Hospital in Grattan, Connecticut. Uh, I had a a really easy job that I was good at, and I didn't, my boss left me alone because there were never any problems. Uh, And I hadn't uh, uh, lived by myself, and uh, um, so I didn't have, you know, roommates. I, I wasn't responsible for anyone else. It was just me that I had to take care of and uh that was that's what i'm nostalgic for the two years that i was stationed in Groton, connecticut That sounds nice it was it, it was it, is it was it like really middle nice. of nowhere type place uh well it's new london it's about halfway between i guess it's about halfway between uh um it's about the middle of uh maybe a little east of the middle of uh, connecticut along the the southern shore so a couple hours from new york city a really white place oh yeah yeah um they uh they threatened to chop the trees down when the leaves turn brown. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It's an old bit? <laughs> no, it's not an old bit. Well, it might be it for sounds all. Sounds old. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, no, that's uh, that is the time period of my life I, I would have to say I'm most nostalgic for when I when I when I felt I had it the best. I mean, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I didn't need a ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have you know I, I didn't have uh, other people I was taking care of so what I made was mine and if I wanted something I just saved for a little bit and I went and got it you know it was it was uh it was great it um sounds nice.
0: <sighs>
2: <laughs> Yeah Well, how about you guys what 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 time in your lives are you nostalgic for I mean uh, Kevin the the uh the pat answer for you would be oh now cuz you know my kids and blah 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 but not, now doesn't count. You don't get to count now because you're in it now. Well, I'm pa- in the past of your
1: life. I miss my hopefulness about the future. You know, when I was in college or when I was in high school, like it just. My whole path was like when I was in junior high, I was like, I'm going to be a junior high pastor. That's what I'm going to do. Then when I was in high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a high school pastor. And then when I was in college, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be a pastor. And then. <laughs> Uh, and then I was, uh, and then I thought like, Oh, you can just like go to college and you get good grades. And then when you get out, people are just like, Oh, here's a great job. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this is happening. And I was dating my wife at the time. And I, so I graduated and then I got married and I just kept doing the same job and well, nobody ever, they never showed up. The guys with all the money in my dreams, mm-hmm. yeah. they never mm-hmm. showed up. And, well,
2: I, I, I don't mean this as a criticism. I, I, uh, whenever I hear someone who uh, married their high school sweetheart, you know her in college, so he's your college sweetheart. Sure. Um, I always wonder: Did they do that because they found the person early and they they got lucky, and now they're 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 happy? Or did they? Well, I'm supposed to get married. Well, I'm I'm supposed to. F- Find it. Go to college. I'm supposed to find a job in, and they're following yeah. that path that everyone always said. This is this is what you do. Right. Uh, this is how you do it. Right. And that even if that's what it is, it doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, because right. that 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 path works. That's how that's how things become a stereotype. it's because they're that way a lot. Sure. And there's a lot of people who marry their high school sweetheart and went to went to high school, went to college, got a good job, yeah. and lived their whole life in, and uh, you know, following the rules and everything.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, there's me and my buddy, uh, one of my buddies who does a podcast with me on my old podcast, Daryl, we we often lament that we didn't have any time to sow our wild oats, you know what I mean? And it's like, every time you talk to somebody who's like, like, well, it's a fleeting lifestyle, it's fleeting, (laughs) it's just like, yeah, but you have a story. I couldn't find a needle and thread. Yeah, well. You know,
2: it's a... (laughs) Well the 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 lame joke I do is that I'd love to be a slut if only women would let me. Yeah. Well you <laughs> But could, uh, you, you know I, 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 I certainly understand the the oh, uh, Kevin. the concept though. Wait, what? You could pay him. That's true. You I to uh, make jokes about
1: I'm just saying you, there's, well, there's, I, there's there's opportunity I, out I, there. I don't have I have a, lost my virginity to a prostitute. I, I don't have a moral is objection
2: to uh, I don't have a moral objection to any of this stuff. Really. We will get to that. You just put gold on the table and you're talking about
1: a penny. Yeah.
2: I don't have a moral objection to prostitutes. I don't have a moral objection to drugs, alcohol, all of this stuff. Um, it, the Prostitutes specifically, I know it's going to be a cop. I just know it. And, Is that a uh, thing for you? Is that one of your fetishes? Uh, fear. <laughs> oh, I would get arrested No cop. put in jail. Uh, no, actually, I would not... I would I'm not gonna, want to be tied up. I would not want anything rough sex. Uh, sex is supposed to be friendly.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so when that, I hear about all of the, the I gotta tie these the, bows up down here, Joel. You okay. can't ask me weird questions so, about my wife and not tie a bow on it. I gotta tie a bow on it. Uh, so I I uh-huh. dated her for five years, and I went back and forth on whether or not like we should like she was the one for yeah. like the first couple of months because I don't know in church and just yeah. like in my life growing up. You did like you. You didn't date just to date. Yeah, it's like gotta you, have a purpose. You're yeah. looking for a wife. Yeah, so I was. Otherwise, I was you're
2: just seeking sin.
1: Well, or you're just yeah. What are you doing? Like, what's yeah. the point of this? You know, what are you doing? It yeah, that so, always bums me out.
0: Yeah, it makes me sad when a girl's like, "Oh, this guy just wasted my time." You know, we went out all this time, and he didn't marry me. But I'm like, well, if you guys had fun together in that time, was still then, a good time.
1: I yeah, it was just, still a good time.
2: I just saw the movie. Um, top five. It was with uh, Chris Rock. Have you, have you guys seen that? I haven't film. seen it. Uh, you know, He plays a former comedian who's a movie star and everything. And he, At the end of the movie, he he uh, gets up on stage at the Comedy Cellar and he hasn't done stand-up comedy in a really long time. And he does a joke specifically about that. Oh, really? About, uh, um, you know, it just flew out of my head. How it's wasting time. If wasting you... time, no, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, How well, for me? The, the girl, it's like, you could you could date the girl for three years and cure her diabetes. But if you break up, it's like, I could be married with diabetes right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, it was kind of like, I just, I don't know. I wanted to get to be, I just, I don't know, man. Like, when I think about if I was single right now, yeah. I just, it, gosh, man. It's just, no, I mean, I'm not kind of like, it just, I, yeah. can, I would be spending so much time on when not being single. And, like, my mind would be so... Occupied with that. I mean, my, my mm-hmm. mind's occupied yeah. with keeping everybody happy—the mm-hmm. kids yeah. and my wife. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Just like being out, doing, trying to do comedy, and then like I gotta look, like look in the audience, like for mm. yeah. hot chicks yeah.
0: that you, you can know? do what me and Joel do, and just, just not try just... to get laid at
2: all. <laughs> 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 That's probably what I would do. <coughs> If uh, you know, we, we talked about this on a previous podcast, and so I don't want to dwell on it. But a question that I often ask myself is: If it were not for my desire to sex for sex, would I bother dating at all? And I have to be honest; the answer is no.
1: Yeah, I because mean, you don't see any value in women outside of what they have to offer you sexually. And I
2: realize that that is no. Yes, well, you are right, me, Kevin. I know. I have a really, <laughs> I have a really hard time being friends with women. Because yeah. no matter how hard I try to just look at them as another human being, the, the desire always pops up. No yeah. matter, no ma- yeah. I, yeah. I I want to, but you know what?
1: You, if you could I want start you to respect
2: me in the morning is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Whether <laughs> or not I, I... Somebody wants to be respected? What is wrong with this No, woman? no, that's not what I mean. Whether or not I respect a woman and whether or not I want to sleep with her have nothing to do with each other. Fair enough. You know, I... Uh, I have a great respect for all of the women that I met since I started doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to put any one of them out there and, 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 and you know embarrass her or anything. But there's a couple that, um, uh, I got that backwards. I want to sleep with all of them, and there's a couple I don't respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so I'm not yeah. gonna right. say more than that. But you know, it's just to,
0: I I could see. It's very easy for me to see how a man can come to hate women. I don't hate women. But, I'm afraid of women. But this, I don't hate them. It's like... This is what I was thinking the other day. It's like, say, you have your favorite band, and you meet them, and the singer is a dick to you, and he doesn't like you and doesn't want anything to do with you. Yeah. When you're 14, that happens to you every single day. Yeah. Like you yeah. love women so much. You're obsessed with this chick, and they all hate your guts. So, I'm not saying it's right. It's wrong. It's the wrong thing to do after that to say, okay, yeah. fuck women, I hate them. But... It's very easy for me to see yeah. how that happens mm-hmm. to so many
2: guys. Well, I, I, I'd i like to think that uh, I, I'm starting to realize that um, I'm not the only one who's scared and confused. Yeah, yeah I think that, uh, you know, of course, there, there are guys who have it all figured out. There are girls who have it all figured out. But most guys and most girls, maybe to different levels, but they're scared and confused too. You know, you you... Going on, uh, should I ask this girl out, you know, and I, was she going to like me? Is she not going to like me? And you know, I bet there's a lot of girls who will look at a guy and is like, well, is he going to ask me? I he going to talk to me. They mm-hmm. they have the, the opposite side of that same insecurity going yeah. through their head. And uh, for some reason, the fact that they're scared and confused, too, makes me feel better.
1: Yeah, no. That, that honestly, that's like the that's the best thing in the world. That's like if you the best way to, to make a relationship better is to share something about yourself that yeah. you're slightly embarrassed about, and you're putting yourself out there. And so, on one case, the relationship could get deepened if somebody says something like, "Oh yeah, I feel the same way," or you're just being vulnerable, and then yeah. they'll be like, "You're an idiot. You're yeah. afraid of cats." And like, then you can write them off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do go, have yeah. a tendency to open up way
2: too early, and that that's well, definitely well, off-putting. But, uh, I, I
1: think you open up about, like, I think you could open up about, I'm af- you know, I'm afraid about life or whatever. Mm. But, you know. Well, like, you know, there's different types of opening up. Like, if yeah. you only, like first meet somebody, like, I'd really like to have sex with you. Like, that's not well, necessarily I, I have opening up. Well, I've never done that. But right.
2: they just get that from my vibe, apparently. They know. Yeah, not they am. know. <laughs>
0: I've, I've, I don't know how I did it, but I feel like in, like, the past two years, I'm finally at the point where I meet a woman and I'm just like, we're not going to have sex. And I'm just, we're just going to talk and it's just like talking to a dude and right. it's all fine. We're all yes. just humans and whatever. I'm not going to fuck anyone. And I'm what 20 years older than you if and I still haven't gotten somebody fucks me, that's great, that. but it's just, it's I not. just imagine it's not going to happen so I, I can just treat them like anyone yeah. else. Which is
1: why it's nice to be married. Because mm-hmm. now I can have relationships with women without that even being a possibility in my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which is nice. Not But that... they're still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, no,
2: Kevin, you're kind of a sexy bitch, i got to say. Well, really. Just like Ian. I'm it's, it's it's the memory <laughs> jacket you're usually wearing <coughs> that it really turns turns us on turns us all
1: on. Well, even the, even the guys are like, damn. I that hey there I'll take it, <laughs> I'll take it. I won't turn it down, I won't turn it down. It there feels right. So I uh, I I will I will agree <laughs> with you and say and put that in my my tool chest of emotional stability. <laughs> That's going to be the name of your first album, right? <laughs> the, that whole sentence. No, it feels right. It,
2: probably. Probably. <laughs>
1: it just does feel right
2: sometimes. My, it, my first album is going to be, it seemed like a reasonable question. <laughs> I, I've always liked that one. That's that's the one I'm going to use. Oh, no. You uh, said man, something about yeah. a prostitute. Okay, first oh. sexual experience. Oh,
1: before you do that, I need to tie a bow on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when okay. I met my wife, I went back and forth. I I feel like I had, the, I had a, a lot of good people in my life that were like, these are the things that are important when you're picking somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And very few of those things had anything to do with how I felt about her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, nobody nobody that I talked to that had been married for 50 years was like, well, does she get your, like, does she know what turns you on? Because <laughs> that's real important. Most of them were just like, all the things that we think about most of the time, they'd say, oh, that's like less than 5% of a long-term relationship. Mm. And, I, and I would just, like, it kind of blew me away, totally disagreed. Didn't agree for a long time, but I listened to him because I respected him and I thought they were smart. So I actually got, had a list of things that were important. I put characteristics that I thought my wife had, and I put them together, and I was like, this woman's great. And hence now, you know, she's happy with me doing comedy. Yeah. Which who would? Who would be? No who one. Who would no go one. from like... The X hated it. Yeah, like, but, and, and going from like, hey, I've got this stable job where I make decent money. We can have a house, and we can you know, you can work part time and it's just great to then being like, Hey, I want to do this thing where I'm not going to make any money for a long time. Is that cool? And she's like, I believe in you. I'm like, all right. You know, so and I, I keep asking for confirmation the, you know, and having her do psychological tests to make sure she's not crazy. You know, <laughs> the, the uh, um, the, the supportiveness that you get from, uh, from
2: your wife is uh, must, must, uh, must be, it's it. Uh, it must be really uh, encouraging, and uh, I imagine it must be a
1: little um,
2: puts a lot of pressure on you. Pressure, yes. as well. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of pressure. I better yes. be funny. Yeah, I better be trying hard. You know, yeah. I better be out here riding every day. Yeah, because yeah. like if I'm not, I'm just letting down this person that's like willing to put her life, you know, yeah. in mm-hmm. an awkward situation, and yeah. our kids. Yeah. While I screw around with my, you know, my my dream that I'll never achieve, but she gets it. She sees me being happier, and so she's on board.
0: Well, I I would like to be married too someday, but yeah, to me that's horrifying. Dude, it's scary. The thought that like, I I I haven't done shit with my life, and I don't plan on doing anything with it for a long time. So it's like, fuck. How could I marry someone?
1: Yeah, don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think like, I don't know. I always. I don't know if I get if if I had to do it again or whatever or if I was in a situation where I wasn't married but I was at this point in my life I don't think I would be looking at all because I would want to get everything to where I wanted it so that mm-hmm. she you know mm-hmm. whoever it is could have their expectations set like this is how I'm going to be this is what I do mm-hmm. and all that stuff as opposed to like starting in one thing and then switching in the middle mm-hmm. but yeah because I don't know it's just freaking scary I, I, I still am waiting for her to flip out mm-hmm. just like because I, I just decided to change in the middle you know after being married for 8 years it's mm-hmm. like no I'm going to be a completely different person what was your old career I was just retail store manager for different companies I did, I did it for uh, 7 years with T-Mobile I did it for 3 years with AT&T I, you know I had cell phone stores cell phone stores I did uh, life insurance for. I opened up a life insurance office I've done a lot of stuff that wasn't super successful, but it was enough money to where we could be considered middle, middle class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now, it's like I you know, we, I actively seeked a part-time job so that I could spend more time doing comedy, which was, now, I don't know if it was a great idea. You think but, you could have still pulled it off at the full-time? I don't know. Like, we're making it happen. Like, mm-hmm. we're making it, we're, we're doing it. Um, but, you know, it could it would be a lot easier if I had a full-time job, but... I also probably wouldn't be able to, you know... Do as many shows. Or yeah, just drive to San Francisco and do a couple of shows with Will or mm-hmm. drive down to L.A. and do some shows. And you've been making some money from the comedy, right? Yeah, we're making a little bit of money, but nothing crazy. You uh, know?
2: Next time you're going out of town for a show, I'd, I'd like to come along. Okay. Just for immoral support. Amoral? Immoral support. <laughs> everyone, everyone is there for moral support. I'm here for immoral support. Okay, okay. Uh, d- no, you know... It, i it, Many people that I know, uh, yourself, John Jones, a number of other comics, uh, always talk about. Yeah, I went to San Francisco for this. I went to L.A. for that, and uh, I'm jealous, of course. But beyond that, I, I don't know how you get yourself booked on these things. But I, just beyond that,
1: I would just like to go just to, to kind of see what's going on. Well, that's honestly, I do. I've done that. I've gone. I've gone to L.A. without having any shows booked and just knowing one person, yeah. and and just because I genuinely like people and I want to meet new people and I want to I don't know man I'm a weirdo I like like having a lot of friends and I like making new friends so I'll go down to LA and hang out with somebody for two or three days and after hanging out for a while you know maybe we'll go to open mic and they'll see me do comedy and they'll be like hey do you want to do this show tomorrow night or whatever Yeah. so but that's why you gotta have your Stage presence and your game just yeah. tight, Yeah. so that when they see you, that might be the only time they ever see you. Yeah, yeah. Is that one time. So when I go down there, man, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to work on my new stuff at yeah. an open yeah. mic. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it the second time I'm there. Yeah, yeah. but well, not the first
0: time. Like we went to uh, Stockton, me, uh, Matt Juarez and Derek a little while ago, and it was so awesome. Because we all just got to do our material that no one's ever heard, and we all killed, and everyone else was struggling because they're probably just working
1: on their jokes. It just
0: felt so good to come in and be like, nobody knows me. I'm just going to do my material that works and just fucking
1: kill and feel awesome right now. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, that's why like that's the (laughs) nature of comedy is travel. Because Mm -hmm. if you didn't travel, you would be a Fresno comedian. Yeah, you know what I am Right now, that's that's what we. I mean, if if you never leave, then you just you have to come up with new stuff that's just gold Constantly, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And people, otherwise people are like, are you going to do the same material like that you would did just four, be amazing, four months like ago? A, or something. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I am going to do the same material because it's gotten better and I've added two or three new jokes but I can't just do new material at the same place yes. for my whole life. It's just too hard. It's really yeah.
0: fucking hard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wish I could travel more. Um, I actually just got a, a thing from this company called Charter Booking that just Puts out mass emails to everybody. Oh, cool. And then they'll say, like, do you want to do it? And then one of them was for Texas, and it was, like, 250 bucks in Texas. And so I'm doing the mileage yeah. calculations, and I was like, I could make $30 <laughs> in a Prius. And you're we really thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I, so. I, yeah. I,
2: I, I know that. Uh, when I was living up in Seattle, I did a couple of turbo runs. And as the opener, oh, I was going to get $50 a show. And it's a 10 to 14-hour drive between shows. Mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Yeah, so ruthless. I was making nothing. Uh, you know, they give me a room. It, it co- the trip cost me money. Yeah, because I had to feed myself. Well, but I
1: still absolutely <coughs> did it anyways. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. If I was you, Matt Amos, that's what I'd be doing. I'd just be out there living minimalistic, just mm-hmm. you know, just trying to make ten, twenty dollars uh, a uh, to eat. You know, and just going out there as much mm-hmm. as I could. I mean. JT, you too. But like, I mean, that's that's one of the advantages to being single. Mm-hmm. You know, you can yeah. just go. Mm-hmm. If I could do that, I would. I would definitely go. But I'd probably end up crying on the second night. Like, well, of course, you
2: you, uh, you don't want to. Um, you you're you talking about how if uh, you had to look at it now, it's like you wouldn't look for a, a, a woman. You're working on your career, right? But you know, it, things you can you can put them off to the point where it's too late to do it. Now. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, like. I've been telling myself for the past five years I need to move out of Fresno and go to L.A. or New York. And it's like, I, I was talking to Matt about this earlier. I, I'm really starting to wonder if I'm just using all of these things as an excuse to not go because I'm afraid. Because like, you know, I, it is true. Like, my, my my parents are older and they need my help. But it's, it's also another one of the long lines of reasons why not yet. Well, that's, yeah,
1: that's, that's life. And yeah, there's it's, always going to be a reason not to go. Uh-huh. Yes. dude, you should just go. I mean, I don't, I don't think necessarily like L.A., but you could go to a different. I mean, honestly, like if you could literally go and live in these little pockets, these little communities. Go move to Denver for a year and a half. Move to Seattle for a year and a half. Move to New York for a year and a half, and get people to know you in these yeah. different areas, so that you can set up, you know, mm-hmm. runs and get better all the time. Because let's let's be honest, I have to see you a lot. So I can't, you know, like I couldn't just be like, I couldn't just be 100% real all the time Yeah. with, you know, like people. You meet somebody new and you do your stuff in front of them. Go, How long have you been doing? Oh, I've been doing it for, you know, for this long. And they could say, man, Kevin, your stuff is really tired. Like it's not good, you know. And yeah. then, but if you're in Fresno, it's like you're here all the time. Like we become friends, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's yeah. like that becomes like a, a thing. So every time I get criticism from somebody that I know, I'm always just kind of like, there's always that like, that flavor of like, are they saying this because we're friends and they want to be nice? Are they saying this... Are they being too mean because they're being mm. friends? Yeah. You mm. know? Or yeah. like, are they
2: just... Is it really good, but they're just tired of it because they've seen it a thousand times? Well, well that's that too, why... Yeah. I, I don't ask my friends
0: what they think because yeah. I just like... I kind of want to put you in that situation, and I don't want to have to make you lie. You know? Am I good? Yeah. <laughs> Am I okay? Yeah. I, you know, I'll ask
2: people about the new joke I just did that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I won't ask it, 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 Yeah, if there's a new thing I'm, I'm doing. But uh, I, I, I generally I won't ask about this stuff. I've, I know it works. Otherwise, I would have stopped doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if you love archery, you should just do archery. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you love comedy, you should just do comedy. I... I think the the thing that like you start getting into thoughts about. I want to be like famous, or yeah. I want to be on HBO. And- yeah, you just need to lower the standards for your own happiness. And just yeah. being like I'm doing what I want to I do, agree. you know. And if your standards for happiness, like I told Jenny one time, like I was just, I was just high on comedy one mm-hmm. night, and I was just like, honestly, in my brain, I could be homeless right now, and I wouldn't care because <laughs> I would know about the open <laughs> yeah. mics. Yeah, if I could get a sure. shower at the YMCA and mm-hmm. go up. I just can't do that though because of these guys. Yeah. God bless my love. A homeless guy yeah. on well, New
0: Year's Eve told me that a pool cover is the warmest thing to make a tent out of. And he told me you you might be homeless one day, so remember that. And now I'm positive I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> someone's pool cover one day. You, you got that skill set now. You? <laughs> now I know. That's well, cool you know, shit. I can, he washed I, the shit out of my window too. I gave him like three bucks. Nice. Well, you know, you know, you're you know
2: you're really uh, pushing it when you start referring to your car payment as your rent. Mm. <laughs> I've yeah. slept in my car. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, heard well, you I have a motorcycle now, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I did.
1: I want to hear this story. Yeah. I
0: think I might have talked about it on the podcast before, but... I was 19, we used to go to Tijuana all the time, because we lived like an hour and a half from uh, Mexico, mm. and so we used to go to a strip club there, and most of the strip clubs there are also brothels. Yeah. So, I haggled with Which the... makes sense. I haggled with the madam, and I got it down to $40
1: nice
0: and when i um tasted her breast i i realized it's probably not a good idea because i saw someone else in the club like sucking on one of the strippers breasts and it tasted like strangely salty and i was like it's kind of like i'm making out with like a mexican guy right now
1: she's been working out on that stage man but yeah
0: the first time i did not get it's an extra 20 bucks to have him shower first I probably mean. yeah I was really scared. There's just, like, a scary guy at the desk. You go down this creepy-ass alleyway, then there's this scary guy at the desk, then you go in, and you're naked, and it's just like, she come and steal my wallet and my clothes and, like, yeah. beat the fuck out of me. So it's really scary. Yeah. I was drunk. I was, like, 19. Wasn't old enough to drink in America. That's part of the reason why we went to Mexico all the time, too, is to drink. Yeah. And so... Well, that's original. The first <laughs> time she kicked me out after, like, 10 minutes, and I was not able to ejaculate.
1: Condom. <laughs> it was
0: condom. And she yeah. Was, like, she sucks on your wiener with the condom on, too. Ugh. And then... Uh, <laughs> wiener. Brilliant. Wiener. And then the second time, I just ejaculated as fast as possible because I didn't
1: want to get kicked out before. Yeah. It's all business with those prostitutes. There's no romance. No, there's not. Not at all. See? You gotta get some romance. I, I it, was
0: not, it wasn't good. If I... I would have sex with prostitutes again, but like, like a rich American... Where you have a prostitute who's like a thousand bucks and yeah, you go to her house a prostitute. Or, Yeah, she yeah, yeah. comes to your house. and yeah. You, yeah, you meet like, her
2: in D.C., you pay five grand for the night. Yeah, that and, would be awesome if I was great. Her and job, her job isn't just to have sex with mm-hmm. you, it's to pretend that she's in love with you.
0: Yeah, it's the
1: girlfriend yeah. fantasy, right?
2: Do you guys know the David show? Well, he's
1: I've this really rich name.
0: guy and he said, like, he just meets women and then he asked them, like, how much would it cost for us to have sex and then they tell him and he's like it's always way less than you think like it's like $2,000 and he's like okay Okay. and he just only has sex with women for pay and they're not even prostitutes
1: they're like regular women yeah I would like to do that I wish I had money
2: I would like to have that that much money
1: well Well, and the other thing if you have that much money you probably could just it
0: was pretty stupid though because I was just you know when you're at that age you're like I gotta have sex. I'm yeah. sick of all my friends making fun of me. I'm, I'm sick of all the pressure and it's just like, I'm just going to do this and then I've had it so that, fuck everyone. That doesn't yeah. go away.
2: That doesn't mm-hmm. go away. You still have that, that, uh, that thing going through. Your yeah, just because you had it once, it's not like, okay,
0: now I, I'm I, I, If anything, it's <laughs> yeah. worse. It's yeah. worse.
1: Because like, in, in, like, growing up in like the church community, like it was like celebrated. Like that that you're still you know, a virgin. Yeah, you didn't have sex, and it was just like, that's awesome. But it would also <laughs> be, like, really weird, too. Because then
0: people are talking about your sex life.
1: Yeah, but, like, and, like, yeah. And I, I actually did this, I did the a bit thereof. the other night that just, I just went into it. But we would have accountability groups where... We'd go around the circle, and they would just be like, hey, did you read this week? Did you pray this week? Did you do anything that if Jesus were to see you doing it, you'd be ashamed of? It? Oh, my goodness. And then they'd be like, did you lie about any of these questions? Oh, so, no. But, like, you had to be intimate with these guys because we're all trying to, you know, be be holy. You know, we're all trying mm. to be, you know, as as, as you know, good-intentioned as possible. And, like, but then afterwards... For an
2: organization that thinks homosexuality is a sin... This sounds kind of
1: gay. No, it, it wasn't. It was It was very strategic. It yeah. was very strategic. What's it's like the a support goal? group, right? Yeah. <coughs> if, if the goal is to not have sex until you're married, yeah. all right, we got your back. Let's I would definitely it. need a support group for that. Yeah. yeah I, I, absolutely. It does get super gay, though, at church. Not what? like insertion, but definitely a lot of ass slapping. <laughs> insertion. A lot That's of So panting, disgusting. A lot of dudes walking into rooms buck naked going, yeah. what? 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 what?
2: Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I do, I know. in my sexuality.
1: It's yours. I've got a problem. I with. know what everybody's dick looks like that I went to church with that I was friends with. Any micro penises? No, no. I, uh, uh,
0: she's not really a comedian, but Maywa. She's done it like three or four times. She was telling us she lost her virginity to a guy with a micro penis, um, a literal micro penis this big. It, it why? And I read. Uh, I'm like, why? I read went, I I Why did God do that? I believe God. I believe got,
1: why? Why did
0: He do that? But I read an article online today. It was like 14 women and their experiences with micropenis. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them said, you know what? The guy was cool and he fingered me and ate me out and it was great. And I've had sex with <laughs> guys with big penises and it was terrible.
1: It's so common well, that it's a know, multiple choice answer. If you have a giant
2: <laughs> penis, you feel like that's all you need. is like, oh, I'm big. and then, She's going to love that. Yeah. It makes you lazy. It makes you lazy. <laughs> just, it made me feel awesome though.
0: Because then I, like, I went home. And I brought myself to an erection and I went in the mirror and I was like, this is so much bigger than the micro penis. Yeah. It's not huge, but it's way bigger than that. Everything's relative. (laughs) Yeah. It's all relative. (laughs) (laughs) She She said it didn't break her hymen. Well, hey, well, so then she's s- still a
2: virgin. All right,
1: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> yeah, that's why she did it. The princess's <laughs> dream, you know. That's I just a- wanted
2: to
0: try it out, but you know, it's not
1: really like trying it out. Have you guys? Uh, the you, one guy she'll let do Have you guys seen Marco Polo? No, no. no. I heard dude, it was bad. I, dude, it's pretty good. It's, oh, oh, yeah, oh, very good. I mean, uh, my uh, I enjoy. My watch it. is
2: telling me I need to watch
1: it. It's a she good. I mean, it's great. a good series. Like, it's just and you you feel the emotions of the characters it's and whatnot. But there's just one point.
2: Saying my ex, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I apologize for an urban Please, it's
1: my ex. It, it is.
2: It's really weird. You've lost. You loved and lost. lost. I've loved and lost.
1: Um, no, but they uh, they have to verify her virginity in this one scene. They Ooh. take a robin's egg and they put it in her vagina, and you don't like see anything. But then they like they pull it out and there's no blood, which is like the thing. And mm-hmm. then this mom comes in and she's like, you know, basically makes it so there is blood. And it's just like oh. the scene is so intense, oh and you're my just like. God. But
0: wait! W- w- Spoiler alert! But once they verify it, aren't they making her not a virgin, sort of? Um. Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter anymore. Oh, she's married, and they're just checking the merchandise to see. Yep. They want to hang the sheet and all. That they want sh- to hang the, the sheet.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that's I a never, thing.
0: I don't understand it.
1: Virginity is a high commodity in certain cultures, man.
0: Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Because women are possessions. Oh, okay. Now it
2: makes sense. And she's mine. No one else has ever had her. She belongs to me.
1: Yep, that's pretty well, much that's the bad. attitude. Yeah. Well, plus if you're paying money, you know, if your parent if your parent paying, paying mm-hmm. a, uh, a a dowry, like a used book, it's not as much as the new one. Right, right. Which it's just it's when not someone else. has got okay. all those highlighter marks
0: and the torn pages on it. Right, right. Yeah. So you <laughs> know, in some
2: ways, it might actually be better if it's been used before. <laughs> Because yeah. it can give you some mm-hmm. some help with, with yeah highlighter right over the clip
1: yeah they I mean <laughs> ridiculous with <Just posting laughs> a little yeah, right, right. Here. yeah. <laughs> no yeah I don't know man I don't know how accurate those old timey movies are mm. or what the movies that like Marco yeah. Polo or whatever but yeah oh. like because there people would be like well then if she hasn't been with people then she's going to be horrible well like not necessarily because they got these ladies that just banged every dude in you know all around town and then like they they would sit down with her and be like this is how you do it mm-hmm. she'd be like oh shoot and so i mean i was i'm telling you marco polo <laughs> it's a good series
2: i will check it out um well i yeah uh, i found this article a few weeks ago that uh, i'd like to uh to share with you guys and talk about on the podcast
1: is it about import exports no it is
2: not <laughs> um woman named anna breslaw she's uh uh uh, I, th- I believe she's a freelance li- writer for Cosmopolitan. Okay, uh, she uh, she wrote an article: Ten Reasons Why Sleeping with a Husky Guy Is the Best." Oh, and so you know, women are always looking for a dude who's cut. But I I, I think you don't want that, and, and this this lady agrees with me, and she's come up with. The t- why, why would you think that, Joel? Because I'm not cut. Oh! So I think women should want to be with guys like me. With, that,
0: Actually, that, specifically uh, with so women. you want women to have sex with you? The only yeah.
1: way. Isn't that amazing? The only way that article could be better is if it was 10 reasons why pe- women should sleep with Joel Foreman.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Might have anyway, to hack into the site. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I, I, I'm thinking about finding where she lives and stalking her or something. See, that's
1: a bad. That's yeah, a bad idea. Right, that's where, I As a sorry. friend, I feel like I need to express that.
2: Okay, I shouldn't do that. Don't do that. I love you, Anna. Uh, but anyway, all right. Let's go point by point. Okay, point point point. G- Number one gives chance for a rebuttal. Uh, in terms of comfort level, he's basically a third pillow with a dick. Dating a big and tall essentially doubles your thread count, and you will recline nightly in a luxurious man cloud. Oh, so he has
0: to be tall. It can't be a short, fat guy. Well, so it it just, this is all bullshit. She <laughs> <just> said, uh, <laughs> this is already bullshit. No so bullshit. She just says sleeping with a husky guy, but,
2: you know, it, it, big and tall refers to people who would shop at that, at that store. So, you know... Larger,
1: not skinny. Alright, so he's fat, so you can put your head on him. Alright. Yeah, it's so okay, comfortable
2: in lying within. Not true. <laughs> Just buy another pillow. Okay. <laughs> Number two, uh, his largeness makes you feel like a gossamer porcelain ballerina, which is especially nice if you're constantly either farting or tripping over wires, like a friend of mine who is me. <laughs> so Anna apparently farts and trips over water. She's starring but in a Sandra Bullock movie. It's like she's Whoa. being with 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 a, a, a bigger dude. She feels like yeah. feels like this delicate. That makes sense. I know women
1: are into that. Hey, to each to eat his own mm. or her own. That's the, yep. Mm. Uh, number three, you can eat whatever you
2: want in front of him without feeling self self conscious. Snuggle inside a bed sized burrito if you want. Nary a fuck will he give. Mm. I think that that one is legit. That's definitely... I I am definitely not going to judge anyone else um, on their diet.
0: I think a lot of women
2: go for that, though. Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: That's like...
2: uh, uh, Especially, like, whenever I've been on a date, if I'm, like,
0: trying to eat healthy or whatever, the woman's always like, what the fuck? Like, they're really
1: offended by that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Save save that for when she's not around you. (laughs) Because she might want seconds, and if you already had thirds, she won't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm, Yeah. So uh, number four, if he was teased as a kid for his weight, he may be uncommonly emotionally perceptive when it comes to other people's feelings, mm-hmm. which ultimately made him a wonderfully sensitive boyfriend slash human. So thanks to all the shithead kids. That's mm-hmm. good. I, I, you know, I think
0: I'm very sensitive. That, one can, go, on as a kid that one can it, go. That one can go either way. It could either turn you into a serial killer or a really nice person.
2: Well, that's true. But you know what? Usually, the nice person gets turned into a silly serial killer by all the women saying you're so nice that I'm going to sleep with someone else. I don't think
1: I've ever heard that <laughs> on no. any of the He's serial killers. He's confessing the
2: crime right now, Kevin. No, no. Uh, number five, he looks like Paul Bunyan in flannel. I don't care if he works at a tech startup and can't throw a football. Get him to wear a, plaid flannel, a red plaid flannel shirt, and he suddenly becomes a rustic woodsman with a rough childhood who will do things like take your hand and run it along a gorgeous teak desk that he carved so you can feel the intricate craftsmanship and sense the strong erotic subtext. You should grow up. You need to grow up. I out. need to find this woman. You need to grow out the beard, Joel. Yeah. Chicks like, love the beard. You yeah. can grow one. Just grow, grow it. Yeah. Don't Don't even think twice about it. Just keep it groomed. They like it, so just do it. And get some red flannel shirts. Yeah, but keep it nice, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. Resting your head on his chest does not mean attempting to find a semi-comfortable place on his jutting collarbone. It's awkward snuggling with Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the same as number one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. But I'm going to take it anyways, because it's very true. Uh, I'm oh very snuggly. I can hear the rustling in your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> the movement. <laughs> yes, uh, it's in, let's see. Number uh, number seven. I think we're on nine, aren't we? Uh, no. Uh, number seven. He's not one of those image-conscious, bro-y gym rats whose only friends are the commentators on bodybuilding forums. And he won't leave those ridiculous vats of protein powder around the house. Well, there you go. That's definitely true. I'm. I don't, I don't <coughs> even leave vats of protein powder around the house. It might be vats of. Vaseline of, of meat. Vaseline. Uh, no. <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> vats. I don't buy my Vaseline in vats. It comes in a 55-gallon drum. Okay. To get it <laughs> at Costco. Uh, it's semi-related. He won't pressure you to be healthier. Your entire relationship will be based on carbs and dairy. And you will be so much happier than you were with that dude who was so obsessed with eating clean that he had the trans fat percentage of French fries tattooed on his body. I feel like five of these could be lumped into one. Yeah, but we're... I think she's stretching. Yeah, but lot. you know when you write an article like this, you
1: got to have at least ten on the list. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is. It's on a website, you know <laughs> exactly. Know I mean?
2: so. uh, number nine. <laughs> is, well, you know the article. Ten reasons why <laughs> yeah. it sound, sounds so much better than three reasons why. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, three, that's not enough.
1: That's right. not
2: enough. You need Got uh, ten. Number nine, his presence generally has a calming effect. If you're a nervous flyer or you f- and you forgot to pack your Xanax while you were packing, I hope you brought a husky.
1: Nice. I think... Lots of comforting.
2: Uh, we
0: need to find an article on here. It's like, ten reasons to have sex with a tall, extremely muscular, big-dicked rich man. I think you need to find the counterpart. Do you need
1: reasons? <laughs> I'll fuck him. That's, Yeah, I think that's, that's the standard. <laughs> and,
2: uh, number ten, he might be a good cook. He might love cooking you dinner. I I have to sit down. Are you a good cook, Joe? I am a very good cook. What are, your, what are some of your special dishes? Um, I make pretty good lasagna. Uh, mm. um, Can you do a gluten I make uh, uh, chicken corn and blues is pretty good. Uh, I my is chicken tikka masala is ham? excellent yes mm. the the fold over chicken with the ham and Ooh. cheese in it and the, the i i uh you can do tiki breading, masala too the breading i crush up um cornflakes and and dip the thing in butter and then dip it in the cornflakes oh, to put man. It's, it's, it's awesome um i do what tiki masala is that what you T- said yeah chicken tikka masala is pretty Ooh. good um and uh, I've got a, a smothered pork chops, but uh, Marie always liked it with chicken instead of pork chops. I don't know why, but, you know, wasn't yeah, it wasn't in the pork does chops. That sounds good. But, yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a good cook. You should have a potluck one day.
1: I've had one. Hmm. <coughs> Went over there and ate some, uh, some Thanksgiving dinner at Joel's house. Oh. Yes. It was good You uh, It was. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh,
2: I, I still am, am struck by that ham. Is that, you know, I, I, I think I talked told talk to you guys about this I, Did you want to take so a break quick? on this one? No, we haven't. Um, well, if, if you, you need to take a break real quick? we can, I just want to go wee-wee really quick. Okay. Pull, pull. pull. Oh, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll finish talking you about You want me to do AM. it in your backyard? You know,
1: I wouldn't mind taking a pee-pee myself. Yeah.
2: Okay, well. Uh, Should I go let into me, Let me finish this one story real quick. No! Okay. Um, I, I probably talked about it on the show already. But anyway, uh, so the ham, uh, I look up a recipe on, online. I, I find one. I come back to the ham, and then I, I look on the package. It says it's already cooked. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I wasted my time. And I open it up, and it's sliced already. Yeah. It's like, how lazy do they know I am at Costco? Yeah. No, there's <laughs> so they... it's, I'm, I'm pretty convinced Costco is designed for lazy people. I mean, it's the only place you can go and get Uncrustables in bulk. Really? Yeah. That's but, uh, yeah, we're going to take a break real quick so everyone can take a wee-wee. Uh, this is J.T. Foreman. I'm here with uh, Matt Amos and Kevin Tinken with Bitter Comics, and we'll be right back. This is J.T. Foreman. I am here with Matt Amos, Kevin Tinken and an ambulance going by. We're the Bitter Comics, and they're coming to take me away. Ha, ha, hee, he, ho, 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 ha. They're coming to take me away to the funny farm where life is happy all the time.
1: That's some old stuff. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's going old school. Probably easier
2: to get laid in there. You're going to do some
1: tiptoe through the tulips next.
2: Well, you know, everyone is kind of living in their own world, even out here. In there, it's like truly in your own world. So you could just be whoever you want. Just walk around and tell everyone, I'm Brad Pitt, and one of them is
1: going to believe it and sleep with you. What if you're walking around telling everyone you're Joel Foreman? Well,
2: no one's going
1: to care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> well, you know,
2: maybe one of them really
1: is crazy and is a Joel Forming groupie. Maybe the reality is is this is something that you do. You just go into a particular wing of the insane asylum, and you sit down, and you talk to nobody. And you put down a box of raisins. You're just like, so. tell me about this. <laughs> yes, I've been to doing comedy it, for years. Really and, uh, I'm the shittiest really imaginary here. friend anyone's I, ever had. I, yes, I, exactly. I, that's actually, why you're
2: never cold, because you're always in an yeah, air-conditioned room. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm actually in an insane asylum right now, and a uh, half full box of raisins. And this is not a digital recorder sitting here. <laughs> I have a half full box of raisins. I don't even like raisins.
1: The nurses are standing by, like just like ooh, somebody asked for a break. He gets the, kind of pissed when they do that. The clipboard. <laughs> 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 taking notes. What are you writing? Why do you think he makes up these characters that he's so mad up, mad with? I don't know.
2: Uh, okay, so uh, writer's block. We wanted to talk about writer's block. Uh, I really don't know what to say about it. God damn you to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just writing bits all day.
2: you—you exactly. uh, know, uh, you, you said you're—you're you're having writer's block right now. It's, it's been brutal. Well, like I said on the last uh,
0: show I was on, my New Year's resolution was to not do my old jokes for a while until you know I get up another 20 minutes. So I've been trying to write, and every. Mike, I've been going out to, like, it's just, it's not that great, and it's not stuff that I even feel I want to work on much, or, like, that I want to keep going with, and I just keep trying and trying to write new stuff, and, like, today, yesterday, I wrote for three hours, today, I wrote for three hours, and it was just, it's like a diary entry, like, there's, there's not a lot of, you just kind of sit down TV and start writing, like, and then there's just nothing mm-hmm. in there, you it's feel just my thoughts, movies. and, and I'm trying to think of, like, funny things that happen in my life, or what, what are things, maybe, that I'm angry about, or something, and. I try to write, and it's just I can't I can't get to the get to the joke, get um, get to
2: the punchline, you know. I would have two yeah. pieces of advice for you, um, and these are not my ideas. I've I've been given these things for, by other people. Uh, one is narrow your focus. Uh, I I think it was John Stewart. He said in an interview once that creativity comes from limitations. It's like if someone tells you, write a joke, well, I have no idea what to write a joke about. But someone hands you an empty beer bottle and says, write a joke about this bottle. Well, now you have something to work with. Mm -hmm. And Mm. and, uh, the other one is, uh, go do something. Uh, Someone once said, um, what they'll do is they'll walk into a library and pick a random book off the shelf and start reading it. Mm. Uh, So, I mean... Try that, or, you know, I'd say go to a bookstore, but I don't think they have those anymore.
0: Yeah, because I have the one joke about uh, Greek gods, and that day I was just thinking about, uh, like, I don't want to joke about women or my stupid life anymore. I was like, I want to talk about something crazy. So I was just on Wikipedia, and I was, like, reading about the Greek gods, and then I got a joke out of it, because
2: I was like, this this guys are fucking crazy. The the Greek gods are (laughs) freaking crazy. It's like, Hera is Zeus's sister, and they had a bunch of kids. After they killed their parents. Makes sense. That's, in, uh, that's these, these are some, some crazy people. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like good advice, though. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: What, what's your experience with the writer's block, Kevin? Uh,
1: I put out so much stuff so fast, I feel like. Because when I first started, I would write. I would just write. I'd come up with something good just like every day, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And I was so fired up. And then uh, some stuff went down. And I already, I, I mean, I've been able to do an, a decent amount of time and do okay at that time. So, like, part of my brain was just like, okay, like, you have, you have stuff that you can keep doing. And you're nowhere near a point where it feels like you should retire that well, stuff. As much of
0: the motivation. Yeah,
1: so I, I slowed down. And then I was just like, kind of, uh, Chris Cruz really challenged me one day. He was just like, man, every time got, I, w- I would see you, you'd have something new that would just be awesome. And I haven't seen that in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, gosh, dang it. Mm-hmm. I, was, like, I was mad at him for being a good friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just like, ah! Like, hate that's that? such a good truth. And, yeah. I it, think, <laughs> we, too,
0: we get harder on ourselves the longer we do it. We put more pressure on ourselves because we want to be funnier than our old jokes. Right. Or even at least live up to our old jokes that oh, are good because okay. they have so much work to them. But when you first sit down... It's almost impossible to write a joke as good as, you know, your best joke.
2: Well, you know, when, when you first start doing comedy, you think, oh, well, you know, I, I uh, it only took me six months to come up with this thing, and then the next six <coughs> months I didn't come up with anything. But that's not actually what happened. What happened was it took you, let's say you started doing comedy when you are 20, it took you 20 years and six months to come up with that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then your next six months I haven't done anything and you feel like a failure. no. It, it, you had it all backed up. You, you, yeah. You had all this stuff that had happened to you over the course of your life, all these experiences, and even if your material isn't specifically about this thing in high school or whatever, mm-hmm. you still had this life that you lived to see and hear things. Yeah. that you drew off of, and now uh, you feel like that's exha- That time period is exhausted, but you know it's it, not necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember a whole lot of my childhood, but when I try to think about. Specific uh, time periods. I'll remember something that hadn't been in my head in a really long time, and and you know the, these give you new things to to, to work on. I, I had completely forgotten about this fight that I'd been in when I was in the seventh grade, and for some reason it suddenly popped into my head recently. Uh, I'm in line, at uh, in the cafeteria, and this guy comes up to me and says "scrounge," which was. The insult everyone gave to me for a weird reason. And I want to know he, that he reason. You pick up the trash and get the, there. Was a 10-cent deposit on the wrappers of stuff you bought at the snack bar. Okay. And I would walk around during lunch, pick them up, and turn them in. When I was in junior high, I'd make 2 or 3 bucks a day. When I was in high school, I'd make $15, 20 a day doing it. Um, so I, I continued doing it, and everyone called me Scrounge because of that. That but, sounds right. But uh, um, the guy, he calls me Scrounge. And I, I said something rude back to him, like, fuck you or something. And then he, uh, um, he's, he called me scrounge again. And I pushed him. He pushed me back. And then I grabbed him around the neck and uh, from behind. And I started choking him. And then the lady behind the counter uh, yells at me to let him go. And I, and I said, if I let him go, he's going to turn around and punch me. And she said, you let him go right now. I said, so I let him go. He turns around, he punches me, and he runs off. Punched me right in the face. Yeah. And then I turned to the, the lunch lady and said, see? And uh, then you know, I get taken to the principal's office to be screamed at. Um, <laughs> but no one has any idea who that kid was. I, I still don't know to this don't day don't who that You don't even know his was. name? Huh. I, I have no idea. It's some, some blonde kid who decided to give me shit for no reason. And I, to this day, I think I should have kept choking him until he passed out.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if that would have changed anything. You just wouldn't have gotten hit in the face.
2: Exactly. See, that's exactly the point. I wouldn't have gotten hit in the face because for for weeks, oh, you got beat up. No, Hmm. I didn't get beat up. This pussy sucker punched me and bailed.
1: Yeah, but that's just pride, man. Who cares? Yeah, I got, I got hit in the face. You know, when you're in seventh grade Yeah it matters a lot It matters and, a lot. Yeah. No, I feel you. Like you yeah. yeah. but you have to
0: You can't change it, so I know you kept saying it's better just to accept Well no, happens. but
2: I I I can't I I know there's a joke there, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. And that's it's an event that had happened in my life that I I had forgotten about.
0: Maybe something about choking a penis. It could be. <laughs> no, you know what? I Stop do that so often
2: <laughs> that if that were, were to trigger it, I wouldn't remember it as long.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I always, anytime you have something funny that happens, if you say something and it's funny, mm-hmm. take a note of it. Yeah, you I know? did that
0: the other day. Yeah, what sucks is I feel much funnier when I'm with my friends. Yeah. And like yeah, the other anymore. day, in Tularius, I was just joking, making everyone laugh, being a silly goose. And it's like, I wrote down some of the stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if I could say this on stage, but maybe I'll try it tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, some, the, the best bits for me are, are things that didn't start out as bits. They were inspired, you know? And yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, you can't wait for inspiration. Yeah. But, you know, it will help. Mm-hmm. If, especially, well, like, if you put yourself in a gets...
2: situation to be inspired.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, but nah, well, maybe not. I don't know. Just like being around friends for me, it, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. It like, helps.
0: It energizes you. You get energy, creative energy from it.
1: Yeah. Like I, I just I have a a thing on Evernote, so it's always backed up, and um, if I just think of something, I'll just. Maybe yeah. that's why I've had less inspiration
0: because right. I've been going to school and I haven't been able to do as much comedy. So I'm not around all of my goofball friends, and then probably yeah.
2: Well, we're uh, we're at an hour now, so uh, um, we can stop anytime. I, I don't know what you guys have got going on. I, mean, I got. I, I'm just going to. Uh, are, are you going to be going to grogs tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Michael.
2: Uh, it starts at eight, so we should probably be leaving pretty soon. No, it starts at nine. Starts at nine. I I asked because I thought he said it was going to start at eight after football. Oh, you know you're right. It but, does start at nine. Uh, yeah, right. we texted him and he said nine. Grogs okay, is eight. nine. Uh, Zen walk on Wednesdays is nine and. Mother Mary's on Thursdays. That's the one that's eight o'clock. Mm, okay, yeah. okay, you're you're right. Okay, well shit, we got time. How, how's it going? <laughs> no, I just what, what's uh, yeah. I just let's hear some of these. Let's are hear those some your of these? Oh, How many well are?
1: no, like I don't know because uh yeah, th- just little things like my daughter wants like my kids essentially want me to stop smoking. So not like in road, like they haven't said like, dad, we really need to quit smoking. Smoking
0: the, the fake smoke? Right? No, no, no.
1: Smoking, uh, the, uh, cl- clove cigarettes, which mm-hmm. I smoked for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so like essentially they want me to smoke. So I got this vaporizer thing to help me, you know, stop smoking or stop, you know, so the yeah. cancer doesn't go, but the nicotine still does. So then I was like, I'd like to see a premise where like my kids, like people that want me to stop smoking cloves genuinely love that I'm doing this. Like smoke. Come on, man, smoke. So, like, that was the, I so I had that idea, mm-hmm. and then uh,
0: I think he tried something like that at one of the open yeah, i I've I've,
1: I've uh, yeah, I've given a little more legs to it. Mm, okay, so, okay. Um, yeah, just random stuff. I just mm-hmm. just uh, I thought of like what it would be like to be the marketing guy for the for this smart card company, and so I had a couple of catchphrases, so I recorded them. You know, just stupid stuff, mm-hmm. just to like screw around. And then I can go back to it and be like, you know, what what was I thinking there? Um, the other thing that helps is if you have something and you run it by somebody else, um, I don't know, it depends on the kind of writer that you are, but like when me and Blake were in San Francisco, he had a couple of things that he ran by me, and I just asked questions. Just yeah. like, so why did he do that? Like, is that normal? Like, you know, so what happened after that? Uh, yeah, yeah, to elaborate on it. Yeah.
0: That the I used to uh, record people's conversations at my school at oh, a digital recorder you uh-huh. can hear people from like a hundred feet away crystal clear and that would kind of like inspire me to write a lot cause, or I would just listen to people in class but usually I would use my recorder and I would just write down everything everyone said and it would really help me to like write characters and stories because yeah. I'd be like now I am this person like I know exactly what they said word for word mm-hmm. Pretty creepy, but yeah. That that helped me. That
1: That is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. No one ever
0: said anything interesting, though. All they talked about was fucking school. No one talked about sex or, you know, this crime they committed. It was always just, I hate this teacher. I, can't, I don't know. They can't find a place to park. It's like, what the fuck? Nothing
1: juicy Just ever. daily life. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. That's you, got. you boring people. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, the, other, the other thing that I wrote down that I actually did on Friday was just... A white person saying he's not racist is the racist thing a white person can say <laughs> the and most so, racist, yeah. it's like, well, it's the most like incriminating, like yeah, like, oh then not, you're busted. yeah, it's like saying like I'm not racist, like, but oh that guy's racist. And then so I was like, So I said this statement, and then I imitated the guy saying he's not racist. Then I talked about being the comedian that says there's a guy who's saying that he's not racist. Then I was like, the audience thinks this. Mm. And then I'm saying this back, and then the audience is like, oh, he's real racist. Why would he talk about not being racist for so long? (laughs) You know, so like... Just to kind of ask those questions, but all I mm. had in there was just mm. a sentence about. It. That's good. I well, do.
0: You know, that sounds good. I want to look at my bits now and ask questions about them. Yeah, yeah. it's.
1: I don't know. It's. It, it'll help you write more about it, mm. you know. Yeah, too, yeah. so you can develop chunks out of yeah. your bits.
2: You know, it, it, it. We, you and I both <laughs> do material about um, the white guy's discomfort over racism, but I think we're definitely going at it from different directions. Yeah a uh, A uh, mine is basically uh you know it's 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 uh it starts off with talking about the the racism that I grew up around living in uh living in clovis right and then it goes to stuff about uh you know learning about uh about black people mm-hmm. and and how i 'm i 'm still kind of confused by it but i'm i 'm trying whereas you 're just talking about you're stumbling through right. Uh, your your interactions Well for
1: me Because I Like I feel like Even that view That you just said Because yeah. it's a very Us them view So it's always like Because a- Anytime you're making A generalized statement About it So like for me My view is I'm not racist So can we stop Even Yeah Does it matter That stereotypes exist Because I'm not racist So I'll talk about whatever You know what yeah. I mean mm-hmm. That's my thought Yeah And like, I, I don't know if that makes me racist, you know what I mean? But, like, in my mind, I'm just like, I'm not racist, so I I, I don't have any problem exploring these things. Yeah. And I think coming from my perspective where, like, I don't, think, I don't think a lot of black people know that white people consciously try not to be racist, and it makes them come off more racist. Yes. But, like, maybe because trying not to be racist is racist, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, like, all that... Bundle of I thoughts is a really creative space to play. This in. isn't well, like
0: an attack, but I feel like most black people just wouldn't even care. Yeah, like that's not a concern well, to them. Here's the mean? deal:
1: with all the stuff that's going on with Ferguson and mm-hmm. like uh, and like the shootings and the rioting and stuff. I mean, there is an awareness right now. Well, what know? I mean is they don't
0: care if you're struggling not to be racist or whatever. Right. It's just
1: like, this guy's racist or he isn't. But I
0: don't, yeah. they're not going
1: that deep. You know what no, I mean? No, no, no. But I, my <laughs> thought is that there's a lot of people out there that understand what I'm talking about yeah, when yeah. I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially white people, which oh, is my yeah, least yeah. favorite audience. By, yeah. by trying not
2: to be racist, you come across as even even more so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the... the uh, um, yeah, it just flew out of my head again. What I was the point I was going to make now.
0: Well, when I was there, something I was thinking about race is if all race is is how you look, because I'm half white, but no, I am not white. I'm just 100 percent not white because when people look at me, I don't look white, even though I'm half white. I am not white at all because all being white well, is
2: is people look at you and see that you're white. Yeah. Well, it, it's it, it's your appearance. Which is it doesn't painful. matter what yeah. percentages. Because <laughs> I mean, you look at uh, look at Barack Obama, and you look at him, and he looks like a black guy, but he's one half white. Mm-hmm. But no one says he's half white. But he's black because that's just what he black looks like. Yeah. It, appearance, exactly. Oh, uh, the white people study things. It, it's not that I'm separating. It's that everything is separated into categories, and white people study them.
1: Black people study them,
2: too, though. Well... There we go No, no, white people go When white people want to know something, they go to school Oh, no And black people don't? No Good God No, it's not that black people don't It's that white people do We're not talking about black people See, this isn't about
1: them But why?
2: It's not It's not about them Then why specify that it's it's white people? Because that's a stereotype of white people Okay, so you're stating a stereotype Yes Okay White people go to school to study
1: things. Are you and saying you that understand. white people go to school to study things? Or are you saying that it's a recognized stereotype that white people go to school to Both. study things? Both. So you're saying that that particular thing is true.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of black people at my school.
1: Well, okay, and there's a lot of white people that don't go, that go to school. People,
2: okay, but it well, and that's what, thats the thing about a stereotype. It's not always true.
1: Well, that's kind of a weird stereotype. That's not mm-hmm. one that's like well known. That's not like that's like number five in the list of top ten stereotypes about yeah. white people.
2: Well, when white people want to understand something, they study it. You
1: as don't go experience. As it. do everyone.
2: No, no, you don't go experience it. You go study it. I think you know if uh, the the correct way. For me to learn about black people would be to go hang out with, with black people. So
1: you're, but okay, that's not what I'm doing. You're I'm studying, studying about black people, black people. exactly, I see. as opposed to black people who are just like, "Well, if a black person wants come to come on, we honey, we go <laughs> visit
2: <laughs> the dinosaurs." If a black person wants to know about white people, they're not going to go study white people. They're going to go hang out with white people. I, I, I still think that that's also the, that wrong. That would be the better way to do it. That would be the to better actually way to do it. experience them. I don't think I, I. I just I haven't heard of these. Ones.
0: Yeah,
1: these are new, Joel. These are some new ones you're inventing. No, no,
0: okay. I know about the big wieners and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone knows about the big <laughs>
2: winners, <University>. Actually, <I laughs> when you're, how would you like to be a black guy with a micropenis? That would be... <laughs> that would be horrible. It would be horrifying to be anyone with a penis. That's true, that's true. It wouldn't have to necessarily...
1: It's
0: actually
2: the best... But
1: if you were black, though? <laughs> oh, no!
0: Ooh,
2: no! Why? Why?
1: <laughs>
0: Why? And,
1: and then you have a micropenis When I was you a kid I mean?
0: My dad has freckles And I asked him I was like Does it hurt to have freckles <laughs> It's painful I don't know why That's funny And he like, got really mad And he's like That's racist And he got all this stuff.
2: It's racist what? Does it hurt <laughs> to have freckles it's racist? <laughs> What? racist What freckles How are you not doing a joke about this <laughs> I Smiretta? think I might have added that For comic effect But
0: he did get mad Huh I Also One time I don't know how it came up but somehow, uh, me and my brother were talking, and we are like, yeah, we wish we looked more Asian. Like, we're more Asian. And my dad was pissed off about that.
1: Is your dad Asian?
0: My dad's white, my mom's
1: Asian. Mm. Was your mom happy with that?
0: No. My mom, this is one other thing that always bugged me as a kid. My Asian mo- people. Yeah. My mom and my aunt, <laughs> who are both Japanese, they like, not attracted to Asian men. Never dated Asian men. And they're always like, I, I just like to date white and Mexican guys. I'll never date a black guy, never date an Asian guy. And I'm like, Mom, I'm an Asian man. And you just right. say this all the time with me here. Like, right. what the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, not you. Not you. No, you're half not, white.
0: You're very attractive. I would definitely let you white them all. You're no. half white, though. But it's still like, what the fuck?
1: I, I just read an article I posted on my Facebook wall. It was just talking about how when you're white, you're either racist or you're ignorant. And they were saying there should be a third category where... Because like the being a good white person, a non-racist white person, is like the person that's like, oh, I'm colorblind. Like we're all the same. Like mm-hmm. so you know it's just like I don't even know. Like and then <laughs> like they don't even recognize that there yeah. are any differences. Uh, yeah. But b- of course there Oblivious? are. Oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that the colorblind. And they were saying that the third type of category would be somebody that's actively not racist. So, you know, calling racism out. you know trying being intentional about not being racist Mm -hmm. and I thought I liked that I was like yes this is good and who better to fix a problem of the privileged which are you know having white skin is a valuable thing you know according to you know uh, just the horrible statistics that exist about uh, pay and all that type of thing. so who better to fix the problem that we're a part of than the us, you know, well you have to preach to it. your own to
2: your own you know. uh you know right they, they, if uh, uh you you try to if uh, you know the black person tries to talk to the clan they're not going to listen to them right but another white person talks to the clan okay well there's maybe the slightest chance, slightest chance yeah they won't they, hang him but yeah they'll they shoot him really. they'll, they'll <laughs> scare him away maybe yeah but you know it the clan. Yeah,
1: I think you would have softball it to. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Skinheads. Yeah. Well, even then,
1: <laughs> I'd just be like, you know who's about? the first person I'm going to try to to P- help?" People from JT Clovis. T-former. Okay. How about that? People from Clovis. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, it's got to be a white guy talking to people from Clovis.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just—it's always been something that was that, that I always wanted to talk about, and I don't know. It's—I think it's an interesting. Subject well, I don't, I, matter. I
2: don't, think it's just, I don't think it's just race either, and religion yeah. as well. I mean, right. you know, a Muslim's not going to listen to me right? if I'm trying to tell them, look, you can't, this is wrong. And they're like, well, you're not Muslim, you don't know. Right. But it
1: takes another Muslim to talk to them, and look, you got to stop doing this, whatever this is. Right. I just thought, like, with all the stuff that's going on right now, like, my first reaction was, like, I shouldn't do any black material now, even mm. though I have a lot of black material. Because mm. I just, I want to be respectful... And you know, I don't want to whatever. Mm. And then part of me was like, no, yeah, it, it that's se- the it opposite. Feels I need to talk to to
2: stop yeah. to stop at mm-hmm. that point.
1: I had to turn though. I had to go like, okay, now I need to do this and also be sensitive to these issues. Yeah, you know, like I because I, I do my bit about helping a big Mexican family. And talking to a Mexican guy who says, "I didn't look at you because I think you're Mexican. You just talked about you not being Mexican. Just wanted to clarify because I'm not racist."
0: Did you think I was Mexican in the past?
1: No, no. But I just I looked at you when I said Mexican, <laughs> so I wanted to address it.
2: Um, As the minority in the room, you are the representative of everybody
1: else. Cool. I just want to interpret my so own. We're two body white
2: language. guys, and then you're just. I'm part Jewish, so I got Jew covered. Okay, but great. and then they told everything me. else we're talking, no matter what it is.
1: So, th- you got it. I had uh, 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 one of my Mexican friends tell me that, you know, hey, that, that joke could be seen as offensive. So I had to switch, I had to change, I had to mm-hmm. change some things and take, in, take into account those sensitivities as mm-hmm. I told the joke. Still keep the joke, but try to tell it with a certain uh, thing. I used to say I went and visited a, a Southern black, Baptist black church, which isn't even true, but it was just mm-hmm. what I said. And so I changed it to I was invited to go to a Southern Baptist black church. Which because, is also a, a lie. No, it's true. Oh. That's true. Oh, okay. um, no, did I, you go? Yeah, I played drums at a Southern Baptist black church. That's okay. why that's where that joke...
2: It, uh, well, you did go there.
1: Yeah, I, I did go. Okay, so what's wrong with visited? I don't understand. Visited that. implies like that you don't they're... belong there. You'll never belong there. Yeah, and it also implies like uh... I went
2: to see the freak show. Oh. Yeah, I, well, you know what I, I mean. I don't. I don't see that. But okay. No, no, no. I mean, I... Well, you know,
1: I visited my family, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't belong,
2: I... and I, it was a freak show. So,
1: like, is the you know the way that I'm saying things on stage? I'm very animated. I'm pretty loud. So if I'm just double saying. Man, I like these black folks, man, so I decide I'm gonna go to a black church. Like, it's just stupid. Like I you know, there's I, I get it, but if I if I put a little more sensitivity in it, then my audience grows and the people that like it like it better because it's more understandable and I'm not I'm I'm getting away from Hurting feelings just through clarification. Not that yeah, I'm out I to not hurt feelings. Well, see that that is but,
2: that is one that definitely. Uh, if if there is a way to say it so that people understand better your intention. Yeah. Because I mean, you you can control what you intend, but you cannot control how people yeah.
1: perceive you. Right. Also, um,
2: too, when you could tell the
0: truth and it makes the joke better. That's just that's what I'm saying. Win win.
1: Yeah. It's always better. So definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I think when you tell jokes for me yeah, with about anything that's sensitive it's always you know you want to take everybody's perspective yeah. in account otherwise it's not true it's not a truth that people can laugh at it's just your opinion and then there's going to be people in the audience that will be like I don't really agree with what he said there and they won't laugh
2: well comedy well, I, I can... guess it depends on the joke because it, it might be you might just be discussing your own point of view right and you know it, it, like a lot of mine admittedly I don't understand and I'm sure that I'm wrong on some of the stuff and I, I think I make that pretty clear when I talk about it. Yeah. Well, comedy, though, it could be used
0: for good or evil but very effectively. Yeah. Like, you see politicians all the time. They joke. And when you tell a joke, like, you can get people to agree with you because you made them laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's why it's kind of dangerous. You do walk a fine
2: line. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. And it is
0: used for evil a lot. Well,
2: Yeah. And... Then- yeah, and sometimes people will... Well, see, there's another thing. is some, Sometimes people will say, oh, it was just a joke. Well, no, it, it wasn't just a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are saying it's a joke now because you don't want to have to explain yourself. But it, it, there are times when it's not a joke. Yeah. You know, all of the Obama doesn't really have a birth certificate. Anytime someone does a joke about that. No, I, I don't really think you're joking. I think that that is a lie that you're helping to perpetuate. And whenever you get called on it, oh, I'm just joking, you know, because he he does, and this it, the whole thing was brought up in the first place by these crazy far right wing websites who just want to disc, uh, uh, <coughs> discredit and disrespect the, the black guy that's president. And it, it's not just that he's black either; it's the fact that he's a Democrat. I mean, all the crap that uh, Bill Clinton had to had to had to t- got that wasn't true and. and I just think it's silly whenever people go
0: into things like that, like, oh, he used to do cocaine. He doesn't have the birth certificate. Like, who cares about that well, stuff? Well, nobody
2: nobody mm-hmm. cared that, that uh, George Bush used to do cocaine and was a raging alcoholic.
1: But, like, think about this. Like, if you tell a joke that is, George Bush does cocaine, he's a raging alcoholic, he's going out there partying, and what an idiot. That's the sense of, that's the tenant of your joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A better joke is all those things... But I also get being George Bush. Yeah, like when you can play Your it on both sides. President, what can you possibly? You yeah. had yeah, to become president. Yeah. It's more all, interesting. All it's more interesting yeah. if you can play on both sides. Yes. and that's why I like you know like when Chappelle did the black white supremacist.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: great because he was able to play both sides. Like, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle doing it. Yeah. yeah, who's you know who does a lot of race commentary. So, so it's if just you like, hate
0: black people, you can still enjoy the joke.
1: Right. Yeah. There you go. If you hate black people, you, dude, honestly, like that's if you're looking to make people laugh, that is one thing. You can if there's some people that will go, and then those, but those people are never gonna. There's a lot of those people that are just too stupid that they don't understand it's a parody. So it's just yeah. like, eh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to make those people laugh. Well,
2: but, I, I, I know people who think that uh, um, I, think is, I know people who think Stephen Colbert is completely serious. <laughs> they, exactly. They, they think that that's awesome. he, he, no. He's a right wing comedian. He, oh, he, yeah. Well, it's like he, what we were saying before,
0: where people thought Steve Carell
2: was actually funny on The Office. Yeah. Well, the, the well, he's uh, hilarious, but they well, think that, this, the character this, is well, actually right, funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well it's the, like, the the uh, the specific joke we were talking mm-hmm. about—that's uh, uh, what she said—and I've actually had people say to me, "That's Steve Carell's joke." No, that's not Steve Carell's joke. My my grandfather was told that by his grandfather. I mean, that's that's one of the oldest ones out there. <laughs> I mean, Come here. Sit on my <laughs> you knee. Know, that's, that's what she said. That's <laughs> what she oh. said. Uh, no, I just think,
1: like, if, if... Even for me, like, that makes the joke funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact... Like, watching somebody be racist, because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. being so far out there, and then yeah. to have that twist... So like you can see it from both sides. Like I could see why that person would feel that way, mm-hmm. and then you go the other side. Like no, there's no way that it's usually the other way around. Yeah. yeah. But seeing everything from multiple sides, I don't know. It gives perspective. Yeah. It makes the
0: joke more rich. It adds more colors to it. It makes it more in depth. It's not just one side. Like if there's music, you know, and the guitar and the bass and the other guitar
1: they all play the same thing. Yeah, if it's a cold play song. But it's better if you have the harmonies, you know? Right. If it's the the intro to a lot of cold play songs. Cutting deep right now. I have no idea. It's a lot of cold play songs. I like Coldplay. It's just musically you listen to you think really? Everybody's playing the same thing?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I did want to give you guys—I um, uh, on a whim, I stopped at seas Candy on the way o- uh, over here tonight. Oh, oh. Did you get—I you... love it.
1: Wow, thank you. I got you, you each a uh, seas uh, so Candy milk chocolate candy bar. So there you know, oh, I want to be fluffier for my my uh, my lady.
0: Yeah, yeah, they like the husky guys. Yes, <laughs> I hope this goes straight to my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I,
1: I can't. I can't even have the drop. These okay. go straight to my <laughs> it, gym. It is, it is chocolate. Morbidly uh-huh.
0: obese. <laughs> my dick has diabetes. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs>
2: uh. I See, can't get any fatter. Yes, you can. You always can. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, you know, I...
1: It's just stop being so racist. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably right. We need to stop know, being honestly, so
2: racial. I don't know. You know, you see that's that's the distinction that I think a lot of people don't get. Just because you're doing a a, a joke that involves race doesn't mean you're doing a
1: racist joke. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, a, that's and, what white people get uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. You could be doing the opposite. Yeah. But people only hear the part that pisses them off because they want to be pissed off.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and especially if people are only kind of half paying attention and they only hear part of the joke they don't understand the context now they're just mad at yeah. you because they heard a white person say the term mm-hmm. black people and oh he must be being racist now
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I, I don't know any comedian who goes up on stage for the express purpose of hurting people's feelings <coughs> uh, no you, know, every, our, our you only doing it because you want to be
0: loved it's, if you just want to hurt people's feelings you'll heckle
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the ones who want to hurt everyone's feelings are the ones who are sitting in the front row drunk. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt some feelings now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, man, Jeff Jeff had an encounter with a heckler last night. It was just awesome. Jeff uh, Wallace. Yeah. Oh, okay. The heckler is such a dick too. Like his comebacks, you saying like just, just, just say you're gay. Just admit it. And I'm like, that's that's your big fucking thing? And that's what you've got? You, you really? want him to say that he's gay and you think that's this like gigantic winning of yeah. an argument? That's the was worst that like, thing that could ever happen? Okay, uh, what if <clears throat> I am?
1: So ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I, I, mean, bad, I was man. doing Just, a bit about my car. What does sexuality have to do with any of
1: this? Just say it, bro. You're straight. Just say it.
2: We all know it. You will say I, that. I'm I, I, I I'm I'm straight. I know how surprised and disappointed everyone is. Uh, I'm going, but I you know I have to be true to me, and I'm going to have to go and explore my newfound heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say it isn't so, Joel. It's so. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint. It was great
0: though because once he addressed the dude, the guy just stopped talking, and he totally defeated him. But Jeff was drunk, and he kept. Hitting at the heckler for like five minutes straight, yeah. and they they both just dragged each other down to hell together. Oh yeah. that's,
1: that's always fun. <laughs> I addressed a I I addressed a heckler last week, and the the whole room was like so on board mm-hmm. it scared me. Ooh. Like because I was just like. I was just like, "Hey, take it easy," and the whole room was like, "Yeah!" Was like, <laughs> you did, you and didn't, then I was even, like, uh, "Start making fun of them or
2: anything?" No, or I was like, <laughs> "Take it easy."
1: I was like, "What's going on here, you guys?" I mean, you've been sliding your fingers down the crack of her ass for the last twenty minutes. Can you? What's happening? Everybody was like, "Yeah!" Was,
0: was she like not into it?
1: Uh no, she was. Like oh. they were they were they were just It was just distracting the show though. Well, and they kept talking and stuff mm-hmm. and then he would make a joke about I don't know, like he would talk and sh- and then he would laugh at himself. Oh god. And so I said something and the audience went like got mad and then went dead silent. And I was like, "Gee, <laughs> you guys really don't like these people." Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Whoa." Oh, yeah. Like, "Whoa." And then I was like, "All right, guys, take these." You think might have just gotten them lynched in the parking lot after the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, it would, uh, it was uh, uncomfortable.
2: Mm. I'm not fighting take you know, it easy. You, easy you know your joke Joel um, about rape yes my joke about rape
1: you know yours
2: <coughs> <coughs> well you know I have so many jokes about rape you know you, you talk about what you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: There's so many bad choices
2: you <laughs> keep Making bad choices yeah I know the, uh,
0: in Japan they used to have these puppet shows and they stopped letting women and young boys go because they thought they were... just made men go into, like, undesirable fits of uh, sexuality. Really? Oh, puppet shows? But, oh, women and boys
2: being there. Okay. What? Young boys, yeah. That's weird. All right. <laughs> I just thought you would want to know. I want to go to the puppet shows now, actually. I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm going to bring a woman and a small boy with me when I go. <laughs> One on each arm like a fucking yeah. Bitch. It's so hard at this puppet show. <laughs> puppet showing ain't easy, but a show is fun. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> when widest, was this? The whitest podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 1600s, I think.
1: Okay, okay.
0: 16. They've had these puppet shows with um, there'd be like six people on stage with these big giant puppets and they're all dressed in black you know the people manipulating them and then there's one narrator and he does the narration and the voice of every single puppet. So it's pretty cool. He was like a, I don't know like a radio
2: show host or something. Mm. Well, the um, that just flew out of my head what I was going to say again. That That's happening way way too much lately.
1: It's mm. just there's stuff flying out of your head Joel. <laughs> 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 gotta get that looked at. I <laughs> you know. I gotta get my
2: head looked at. I
1: definitely do. Um, yeah. And I don't... Hey, I just want to put this out there. You know, I don't want to make racists laugh. You yeah. know, I want to clarify. Mm-hmm. Wanna I want to make everybody laugh. I want to make everybody laugh. Genuinely, as shallow as that is, I do want to make everyone laugh. I don't. But, well, yeah. See, there's... I I, yeah. I would like to be able to brighten anybody's day. Let me put it that way. And... But there are some people where it's just, there are some people where their sense of humor, I don't want them mm-hmm. to, I don't want to be able to hit on something, certain subjects. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is I'm not out there writing jokes to be like, how yeah. can I make the racist people really hit home with yeah, this joke? I can't get rid of
0: that demographic.
1: Well, you know, when, yeah. when you're going to do a joke about... <coughs> I'm trying to write for white people, so. Uh, when, when you're doing a joke that's
2: about a, a, a subject that's controversial of, of any time, whether it be race or rape or, or sex or, or whatever... Um, to me, the joke needs to be making fun of the oppressor, not the oppressed. Yeah, you don't want to hit down, hitting right. up and hitting yeah. down. So, you, you know, if it's a racist situation, you don't make fun of the black person who's not being allowed to eat. In the restaurant, you make fun of the, the restaurant owner right. or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. If you know if you, you don't make fun of the rape victim, you make fun of the rapist. Yeah. You know, so, uh, unless, unless, you're, people, unless you're
1: a comic in Fresno.
2: Yeah, a lot of people don't take that yeah. into account.
0: They make fun of gays, yeah. they make fun of women. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But
2: it, you know, it But yeah, it, I would prefer to yeah. fight for the for the underdog, for the right side. Yeah. And that's that's why I think my rape joke, frankly, is perfectly fine. Is because I'm making fun of the rapist. And in the joke I make myself the rape victim. Mm-hmm. And you uh, talked a lot about that, didn't you? Yes, I did. I thought about a lot about that joke before I performed it because I know how sensitive people get about that, that, the subject at all of rape there is an abundance of rape humor there is,
0: and <laughs> so, we are wealthy with yeah. rape humor yeah, in our scene. There's a lot.
2: <laughs> well, that's why, like, when <coughs> everybody no, was I, don't, I don't know if there's a lot, it, but it does stand out when it happens. <coughs> there was one open mic a few weeks ago. It was, rape, yeah, rape, I did. Rape. I <coughs> did mine, and like three other people did a rape joke mm-hmm. over the course of the rest of the night.
1: I think some people were just calling it back because it started to come. A thing uh, well, one of the things like when that mic closed down at Starving Artist, mm-hmm. the open mic? And everybody was just like, oh, it's freaking ridiculous. Like, I, I can see both sides. Probably but it's right. also just like, come on, guys. It was just, it was ridiculous every week. <laughs> every week it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. why would why would you expect them to want to keep this going? Like, with the disrespect that's going on, you know, yeah. it just.
2: Well, you know. The, I also
1: get that he had the wrong, it, you, you don't do an open mic if you're going to be sensitive about some things. Yeah. yeah. But
0: And it's just, it's not good business. It's late. never going to be good business.
2: An open mic comedy show is never going to get any sort of regular attendees other than the people who were there to tell their own jokes.
1: Unless the comics are really good.
2: Yeah. And but even then, I mean... And there's working. enough of them that you have a rotation going on. I mean, I mean, if there were 50 people showing up every week and 12 went up... Then you would have a more regular. Uh, it, it would have a chance to build a more regular customer base because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, more variety. Yeah, more yeah. variety. But and you more have the same. Friends. You have the same seven or eight people showing up every single time. But yeah, and there's
0: always just going to be people going up brand new. It's an open mic, you know? right?
1: There's no way it's going to. be It's a matter up of taste, though. Yeah, because like, it's not even that they're brand new. It's the subject matter. It's the what. It's the demeanor to certain things. Like that's why. Like I don't like the. I don't like, I mean, I don't mind somebody not being good at comedy that's trying it for the first time. You know, I suck all the time. And, but it's just like when you go up there and you're just tasteless, you know, it's Yeah, like, yeah. but that's kind of the
0: spirit of comedy. I think people growing up, you know, every comic they hear is filthy and like that's just in your mind. This is what comedy is. It's mm-hmm. filthy, it's nasty, it's gritty and dark. And well, like that's what. That's because
1: you're not a smart the, view on, of the, comedy. on the No,
0: surface. but I think that is what generally people's. Idea is like that's what comedy is. Right? Yeah, and, th- and that's
2: <clears throat> I think that is a huge misconception. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, Sam Kinison was really dirty, <coughs> but his uh, a lot of his bits were really intelligent mm-hmm. and and talked about really interesting su- subjects in a, in, a, in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bill Hicks, another one. He was he was pretty dirty, but his 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 stuff was really smart. But he was dirty. But he was. What I'm dirty. saying is,
0: when somebody starts, they're going to think like, yeah, this is. Yeah. you say dirty fucked up stuff like that's just yeah. what you do like that's the tradition or whatever you know what I mean that's what they're gonna think I don't think every comic thinks that Maybe
2: Drew Carey had a book called Dirty Jokes and Beer and he talked about that uh, how easy it was to get people to laugh when he would started swearing <coughs> as, uh-huh. in, his, in his act um, who's this Drew Carey Drew Carey I've never seen a stand up uh, I have not either I, I read one of his books and uh, you know I've Actually, I I heard uh, about three or four minutes of his stand up on uh, a comic relief.
0: Yeah, I've never seen him do stand up
2: either. But uh, but that's watch it. it. After this, but uh, well, you know he he was the last person to appear on Johnny Carson, where it made their career.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know he he talked about that in, in in the book, where the next day all of a sudden everyone was all over him, and he went from being paid a few hundred dollars to work comedy clubs to making tens of thousands in theaters mm-hmm. overnight that happened it's crazy and uh, and he uh, from from what i've been mm-hmm. able to tell he's the last person that an appearance on a talk show had that kind of effect on their career uh, anyone else on appeared on david letterman or or johnny carson or mm-hmm. any of the other shows like that it, it it didn't have that kind of effect
1: anymore after mm-hmm. that there's a lot of those like i don't know who was it i think it was might, might have been mark Marin or whatever he's like They'll go through this gambit of... Yeah, I've been on Letterman 27 times. I've been Conan Conan 17 times. Like, all this craziness. And then it's like, wait, who is this? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just like, ah, so... That sucks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I just... If you can make money and you love doing it, I guess, I don't know. I have no clue. It sounds like it's messed up. But it also sounds like there's... It seems like there's just too many people doing it.
2: Well, there's more place to do it also. Yeah. Because, like... You know, uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago when... Uh, what was it, about 20 years ago when Seinfeld started the TV show? I think it was like 90. Uh, yeah, I think it's been more than yeah, that. Yeah, about... Okay, a little yeah. over 20 years. 25. And, yeah. you know, making a million dollars an episode. Right. Or, or more. Whereas now, you've got uh, all of these cable channels, and you got people like Louis, Louis C.K. And, and Mark Marin and all right. these other guys. No one's making a million an episode... But there's a bunch of people making a hundred thousand. Sure. Uh, so An episode better. doing thirteen. And yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I like. Frankly, I would rather make. I would rather see twenty people
1: <coughs> make a million dollars a year than one person make twenty. Shoot, man, I just like to have five shows a week that each yeah. pay me a 200 bucks a yeah, show. Yeah, that's yeah. all I want, man. I, mean, I don't. Awesome. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's so cocky, you know, to be like I'm gonna put out this thing that everybody's gonna like. But that's what you're doing. You know, that's what... Well, you really well I mean, think that's, that's what that's all cocky? of us are
2: doing, really. I mean, I mean how, how arrogant is it that we think we should go up on stage and everyone should pay to come and listen to the shit we have to say?
1: That's what I'm saying. It's so it's like to put together...
0: I think the video is less cocky than the stand-up. Because, you yeah. know, it's just there and people can watch it or not. And sure. plus it's a lot of people doing it. And yeah. Whereas stand-up comedy, it's just... And you. people can turn it off and it doesn't hurt your feelings. But when people walk out of the room with the show...
1: I think the stand-up I know. is a bit you more know, arrogant. When, when oh, someone's absolutely. halfway through
2: one of my YouTube videos and it turns off, I feel it.
1: <laughs> right. It's just a chill. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, I, it's, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It's one of those things where you just have to do it. Like, because the, the reason, the number one reason that I think a lot of people don't do anything is because they're afraid it's not going to be any good. Yeah. But you have to write bad stuff to get good stuff. That's But it's true. just yeah. like.
0: I always think of it as the bad stuff is in your head.
1: And until you write it down, it's there.
0: Mm-hmm. So once you write it down, you're just getting it out of the way so that the good stuff can come
1: through, right? And you you never know, maybe that thing you thought was bad, it turns out to be really. A lot of people are going, no, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's you never know. It's, I mean,
2: good, you kind of yeah, know, yeah.
1: but yeah, we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, feel
2: good. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, I th- thanks. Uh, thanks again for doing the show. Uh, thanks for having really me, Kevin. It. Always, uh, was glad to. Uh, glad uh, you, you, you guys, uh, devoured your your candy chocolate bars. Thank uh, you very glad much. I enjoyed those. They were very, very good. Early dinner. Um. Anyway, I uh, I'm JT Foreman. I'm here with uh, my friends Kevin Tinkin and Matt Amos. You're not gonna let me plug my upcoming show. Uh, actually, you know, I should plug the whole comedy scene. Really, uh, Matt, go ahead. I don't have any shows. Oh, okay. Actually, <laughs> we, we were talking last uh, uh, last time Matt was on about doing a New Year's Eve show. Um, I'm still looking at where to do that. Right now, I'm, I'm I, I've got, got an appointment to talk to the manager at John's Incredible Pizza, thinking about using one of their banquet room or one of their uh, party rooms for that. Hopefully, um, and I, I want to talk to Gabriel mm-hmm. uh, about his band doing the party. Oh, you didn't ask him yet. Uh, no, I, I was going to talk to him tonight about it, but. Uh, uh, He'll be at Grogs, yeah. so I'll see him there. And uh, um, talking, looking at what other uh, what other comics I want to get on the show, and and other than the comedy, what sort of stuff we want to do? Because I mean, this is a New Year's Eve party, yeah. So it's going to be more I than oh, just go up there, yeah. tell jokes, okay? Enjoy your pizza and have a good night. We're going to have we to do have
0: something. Too many people
2: though. No, well, no, no, we don't want to have too many people. You know, mm-hmm. maybe three or four. I definitely want but, my boy Matt Wars on the show. Yeah, well, he's separate though. He's a poet, and he's going to come and do a couple of poems for us. Mm-hmm. And he's got to have the New Year's theme poem. The, you know, okay. the 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 2015 wrap up poem.
0: It'll uh, probably just be about him writing poetry in his room.
2: Yeah, probably. <coughs> I'm not willing to do a bad show. It'll be good. It'll be okay. good. Uh, who am I kidding? I've done lots of bad shows. <laughs> I'm headlining. How good do you think it's going to be? Oh, come on. Give yourself a little (laughs) bit of credit. (sighs) (sighs) Uh, um, Okay, well, uh, first note, comedy. Uh, Every Monday night at Grogs at 9 o'clock, there's an open mic. Grogs is at the corner of Willow and Knees. Every Wednesday night, there's a uh, 30-minute open mic followed by a feature comedy show at Zenwalk at Herndon and um, Palm uh, at that on that intersection there's a giant building says American Arbitration Association uh, Zenwalk is in the shopping center behind it uh, every Thursday night at Mother Mary's also at Willow and knees there is a, uh, a 30 minute open mic followed by a, uh, a feature show and that's uh, that's at eight o'clock um, the Monday and Wednesday nights are nine and the, the one it does at um, Mother Mary's on Thursdays is at 8. Um, are there any other open mics you uh, you want? Sunday and to Larry at Haffy's Bar. Yes. You go there. Uh,
0: starts at 9. Starts at 9. So, yeah, you get 10 minutes there. It's a little out of the way, but it's a good place to do comedy. You get 10 full minutes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Kevin, you got anything you want to plug? Just check out Nantucket Avenue Podcast. We're going to be trying to revamp that there. I got, like, 30 episodes of that going there. Look up uh, well, my... When's
2: the last time you did a, an episode oh, of Oh, it's that? been a while. Yeah. That's where we Love to be to st- on it when you start doing it again. It's, uh... It's, there, there's it's, no guests, Joe.
1: Oh. The, the, well, there are some guests. sometimes. <laughs> you were already on it. <laughs> I know. We'll have you back around. It'll come back around eventually. <laughs> um,
2: I've had you on a bunch of times.
1: You look <laughs> up... <coughs> look up Kevin Taken on YouTube. i got a bunch of stuff on there. Subscribe to my channel. I've got a, uh, a series of videos called uh, It Just Feels Right lessons for your life and also just me being an idiot so check that out and, uh, yeah. I will uh,
2: try to remember to put a link to that in the show notes I would appreciate it at bittercomics.podbean.com episode 111 um, thanks for uh, doing the show guys I appreciate it uh, I'm J.T. Foreman here with Kevin Tinkin and Matt Amos we are the Bitter Comics and I'll talk to you next week
1: goodbye Kevin, say goodbye goodbye